0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elias, you showed some healthy passion about the way this game went down. What was so frustrating about this loss for you tonight?
1: Um... It was a tough one. It was a tough one.
0: From what perspective was it an execution thing or just a mindset that you wanted to come in and win this one? Can you expand on that a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a tough way to tough way to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just gotta get our defense in order. Uh, first off, you know, get our defense in order and. Um, find a way to get stops on that end yeah,
0: and defensively you're talking about it i mean miami shot 71 percent in that fourth quarter what is it that you guys can clean up to get back to the defense that we're used to seeing you guys play
1: mm, i think more than anything it's just like our competition level mm-hmm. um and our communication on it all
2: right hope the energy's not hope the energy's not too bad tonight we'll see what happens.
3: i should clarify Everything's on fire. Um, also, the first... Uh, shout-out, Alex, um, from the Land of Enchantment. The first Super I mean, Chat was yeah. before the game. I saw him. He tweeted some uh, at Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Alex, shout-out to you for starting us off. Game tips off in about an hour. Prescription for your Miami PTSD. A nice scotch. I am enjoying um, a nice glass of bourbon courtesy of uh, Ray Marcano, actually. Today's podcast guest who was kind enough to... Uh, send me a bottle of what I think now is my favorite bourbon, which of of course I'm. I think it's starlight is the name of it. It's whatever it is. It's incredible. Um, Wait, hold on. I didn't read the rest of that. Uh, Imbibe, enjoy, relax, smile, hashtag casual crew, hashtag Macri mush. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I won the week, didn't I? Uh, It sucks. Robert Cross, it's your boy. Say it loud for those in the back. F these refs. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals. Dark horse. You know, I thought of you, Robert. uh, Tonight, Fred Katz tweeted out, uh, it's a shame that we're not going to get these two Teams in a playoff series, and the first thought that popped into my head was, "We talking about Fred? Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> They're the five and the six. They romp through uh, the Eastern Conference, pulling upside after upset. And they meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's, it's going to happen." Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I am sent. I'm sending this on a heat timeout with 3.41 left in the fourth. This is where Tibbs detractors get loud. Him sitting grimes for this long is inexcusable. Inexcusable, plain and simple. Yeah, you know, it's a judgment call. It's a judgment call, as all of these sorts of coach things are. I, I think, um, you know, it's a, you're always going to be able to second guess when you lose. And as as Andrew was saying, this is not the sort of second guessing where you get to the end of the game and you look back and you're like, well, we could have done this differently. You could have done that differently because Frank, as you're putting this, you did it in the moment. So I don't begrudge you. I don't begrudge anybody who thinks that Grimes should have been in there earlier. Um, but you know, the fact remains that like the guy you had in there, Josh Hart was in there for a reason. You know, he's, he's the best chance of trying to stop Jimmy Butler defensively. Um, he's guys hit a million big shots for you since she's got here. He hit some big shots tonight. And like he's a guy that makes things happen. He's a guy that makes splash plays. And when you're down, you kind of need splash plays. You need something. You need you need um you need a spark. And he's the best spark provider that you have. Which is kind of why I think that he's always in there at the end of games because Tibbs trusts that he's going to make something happen. It didn't happen tonight. You know, Um, maybe it would happen if they called the proper call on that Jimmy Butler, what should have been a call to travel. But uh, yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair. You lose. Everything's fair game. Uh, Dominic Manzi. What's going on, Dominic? We weren't prepared to play through RJ on a night like tonight because it hasn't come together like this for him very often in the future. We need to be. That's an interesting one. I wish I wish Benji was still here for that. So like the notion of basically kind of like shifting what you do.
1: You know, as the evidence comes about, I think that's very fair. We've also
2: seen them go to RJ Moore in second halves when he's got it going. But those are also games where it feels like he, they went to him a lot in the first half and he didn't have it going. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, he took 13 shots. Randall took 16. Now, granted, Randall's coming off the third highest scoring game in, in franchise history. So, you know, that is what it is. Brunson took 16 shots, but he was 10 of 16 from the field, you know? So it's like, it's tough to, you know, and he's your point guard. And like, I, I didn't mind any of the shots that Brunson took. Grimes took 12. You know, it, I think it's tough. I, I agree with you. RJ has to get more shots on night Like tonight at the same time, I'm looking at the shot charts and it's not like I'm looking at Randall took 20 something shots or, you know, or even Brunson or, you know, like, well, quickly was one of eight. You know, that's not ideal, but how often were those guys on the floor together? Um and I feel like the minutes that quickly and RJ shared the floor in the in the uh fourth quarter were the best offensive stretch that they had. So I have no complaints during those minutes as well. So it's tough. It's just tough that teams teams got a lot of a lot of guys that uh, you know feel feel very comfortable with the ball in their hands i'll say that thanks dominic will oliver just an incredibly frustrating game start to finish yeah it's a fair that's a fair take frustrating game i, I again I, i'm i'm dealing with this particularly like especially well because i for since the minnesota game i'm like they're not winning that miami game i just had a feeling never for a second that i think they were winning this game even when they were up in the fourth quarter but yeah, it, was, it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Uh, Jesse M, they're really going to blow this, aren't they? No, 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 no. Don't, don't go there yet. Don't go there. Like, look, we are.
1: Just like, say this out loud. We're seventy four 74 games into a season where. You know. No less than. Five times, I want to say. Four or five times. This team has had their backs absolutely
2: up against the wall, absolutely up against the wall, and they have come through with a win that they had absolutely no business getting. Now they can secure the five seed without coming up with one of those wins. Like they can lose that next Miami game. They can even lose the Cleveland game and the Miami game. But if you do that, you may need to win all of your other remaining games may need to win. It depends on what Miami does and it depends on what Brooklyn does, which is why it's a little bit too early having, having to have these conversations. But I look, Jesse, I, I'd be lying to you if I haven't had the same fear like creep into my mind. And for as much as I was not confident about this game tonight, I think to, to look at this team and look at what they've done through 74 games and say like, no, nah, they're going to blow it. That's... That's I, I I that's disrespectful to what they've done, you know. Um, so keep keep the faith. Thanks, Jesse. Robert with another one. Uh, first time, long time, John. It feels like there's a minute's logjam here with R.J. Grimes quickly and hard. You think? The Tibbs reassess here down the stretch? Hashtag fifty three wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals. Dark horse. And that's not even bringing up your boy Deuce, who I know you want still got minutes in the rotation. I know other people still want minutes in the rotation. Yeah, there's a lock jam. They got you know, which is why and I, it's so funny that this is the, the response that you've elicited from me, which is the absolute last response that you want because you don't want anybody to talk about this. But why in all likelihood if if there is a opportunity for them to make a consolidation trade this summer in which they upgrade the top end talent they're going to do that because guess what, Robert? And I again, I'm not, I'm, I'm giving you shit because we talk about this a lot. That's what 29 other GMs would do. if Because if you look at it objectively and you take the emotion out of it and you take your attachment away from these specific players and you just look at a situation where it's like, oh, my God, we have four really, 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 really good freaking wings here. And gen- there kind of isn't enough minutes for all of them or at least how many the minutes they deserve what should we do? <laughs> well, guess what? If there's a chance to get a guy who's better than all of them and you have to do a two for one, you know, plus draft picks, like, you you know, you're going to do it. The question is, is that trade going to materialize itself? I don't. I, and then by the way, and this is where deuce comes in. The fact that you do have a deuce with pride sitting there and can't even get on the court is yet another reason why you feel comfortable doing something like that, you know, but, that's it's. You're not going to get an answer down the stretch. The, the answer down the stretch is like you're going to have games where it's like, how does that guy not get on the court in the last five minutes? And it's like, oh, because we have these other guys. Frank Miranda with another one. Thank you, as always, for your generosity, Frank. Mac, what's up? It's your boy, Frank, from Patreon. Tibbs not challenging that offensive foul in Hardenstein when Brunson hit the three was a huge momentum killer. Could have been a game changer. Hashtag Tibbs Tunnel Vision. I, again, we're, we're, we're picking nets at, at replay reviews. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's not where I, I'm just not capable of focusing my energy there unless it's like, again, if it's blatant, if it's blatant, you challenge it. But as we talked about at the top of the show, there's all kinds of reasons why you at least reconsider. And again, this is what I always go back to. Was it, in retrospect, probably the wrong decision because you didn't end up using your challenge? Absolutely. But if anything, the one that I want to criticize more is the... And I think they could have challenged it, is the call, the foul call on Jimmy Butler, which even that, though, was tough because I, there, it seemed like it was a travel, but then after that, there was contact on the arm, which is why the replay stuff is like, you know... And why the why NBA refereeing in general is such a... It's so frustrating because you just there's so little consistency that if you're Tibbs, and this is more a critique of the refs than a defense of Tom. Like, what what confidence do you have that oh, if I challenge this based on X, Y, and Z, I know I'm going to get no? You don't have any of that confidence because the refereeing is so shitty. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate you. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on again, Robert? Thank you for pulling through with some some super chats here. Uh, it's your boy John. I'd like to declare all of KFS. RJ Barrett can do all of KFS. RJ Barrett can ball. Remember that. You too, Kevin. hashtag Fifty Three Wins. hashtag Eastern Conference Finals. Star Course. Was it his best game of the season? It was up there, offensively. I mean, twenty six points on thirteen shots. That's incredible. For him in particular, a guy who was, had tough inefficiency moments, there was precisely precisely one play, one play in the entire game that I had an issue with on offense with RJ. And that was um, he, tur- the, the turnover. It was the turnover where it was just like he kind of dribbled into two guys and it wasn't great. One play. Whereas every other player on the, I mean, quickly Brunson, Randall. It's like you could criticize them for all sorts of things. Brunson, the turnovers. Randall, just some not great shots. Uh, you know, quickly, obviously, a lot of misses. RJ, <coughs> as perfect a game as he's going to play offensively, and as Benji said at the top, thought defensively he was good. Um, so, and it's been leading up to this. He's been playing well, which is again what makes it so frustrating that they've now lost two in a row. Because of the freaking defense, because RJ's doing exactly what we were all like. Oh, my God, if RJ could just do this, this team could actually really talk themselves into an Eastern Conference finals run. Well, now he's doing it and the defense is becoming an issue. Chris, what's going on? Chris? a tips team out of gas and unable to defend on the stretch of a season. Who could have seen this coming? My playoff worries are very real now. That's a bad comment. It's a bad comment because it ignores two years worth of history in which the Thibodeau teams that we've watched picked up steam down the stretch defensively. They improved defensively down the stretch of the season. And you could say a lot of things about last year. That team didn't run out of gas. You could say a lot of things about the team before they got absolutely smoked by the Hawks in the playoffs. Um, Go look at their defensive rating in that series. And then after you're done with that, go look at the Hawks defensive rating in the subsequent series that they played against two pretty good defenses in Philadelphia and Milwaukee and go compare all those things and go look at how the Knicks did a better job defensively on that Hawks team than anybody else was able to. They didn't lose that series because of defense. They lost that season because of offense. Again, I'm fine with the valid criticisms. I'm fine. Frank, you want to talk about um, should have been a challenge. You want to talk about should have subbed in Grimes, whatever the overgeneralizations on a coach that just certain people are never
1: going to like, is what will absolutely infuriate me. And it's nonsense. So just stop. Okay.
2: Will, I mean, Jesus Christ, the man has already coached the team to how many more wins than they're expected preseason total. And it's, it's, uh, we have seven games left, eight games left, whatever it is. Will Oliver, uh, I need Grimes is involved on off as involved on the rest of on off the rest of the way i don't know what i I think you just mean you need grimes involved yeah i thought it was really meaningful if i'm going to take away one big picture positive from this game it is that grimes coming specifically coming off of a game in which you took one shot which i said two nights ago and i'll say again is like you can't have that Like Grimes is so important to this offense. His shooting is so important. You need him to not only be out there as a threat, you need him to actually shoot, you know, coming off that game. I don't know if it's that somebody said something to him. I don't know if the team got together. and was like, listen, man, we got to get this guy shots. Whatever it was, I don't care. The fact that he came out and he fired away 12 times, 10 from long range tonight in 25 minutes. Really, 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 really important and again we talk about how much rj barrett's growth is instrumental for this team and for them to accomplish what they want to accomplish going down the stretch um Quentin grimes continuing to take shots and be a, a big part of the offense is nearly as important so completely agree there um will thank you drew p post boston you think teams plan for IQ causing his slump? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think he had, he's had good games since Boston. Um, he had a few good games in a row, actually. I think it's just like the last two. Um, and I think he is. I definitely think he's he's making teams game plans more for sure. But I think some of it is just kind of maybe. I don't know. It seems a little jittery to me on offense. The Last couple of games. He's also just not making shots. Um, he's had good looks. Um, you know, his last five minutes of the the uh, Wolves game were, were very bad. But the nice thing about IQ is you don't have to worry about him long term. Like, yeah, it's a concern maybe for this season to some extent. But again, it goes back to the nice thing about these Knicks, which is that, OK, if teams are key- keying in on Emmanuel quickly more, well, then there's some other outlet. Something else has to be open or have opened up because of that, because they have so much talent. And again, it, is it the elite elite talent? No, but they have so much quality depth that even if teams are playing quickly differently or whatever, maybe it takes them a little time to adjust. Maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing. But I don't, I don't worry about that being a problem um, long term. And, and honestly, not even down the stretch of this year. Stevens Giame. Very fair comment. I know it's the only; it's not the only reason they lost, but man, was the officiating horrendous tonight. Yeah, it was really bad. It was very bad. And I, I do think, you know, previous two games between these two teams have come down to the last possession. This one did not. I think if the officiating was fair tonight, we would have gotten a third Knicks Heat game that came down to the last possession. True statement. What's going on? True statement. Maybe it's not a bad thing becoming the six seed. Would you rather Cavs than Bucks or 76ers than Celtics? Love the pod. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. We work hard
1: on it. Um, All of us do. Andrew works harder than anybody. Um, You know, I'm going to... I'm going to push back on that in this sense.
2: Again, as you know, I'm big on narrative. and. I do think the fact that the narrative of this season up until now, even after this game, has been so positive. And I think if they fell
1: down to the six seed and they lost, the narrative would would maybe be slightly
2: negative. It's, I don't know how it would be negative, but it would be like, man... Knicks really would have been able to give the that Cavs team a run for their money. Instead, they fall to six and they lose in the first round. Um <laughs> Andrew's saying, even when he gets on your nerves, Andrew never gets on my nerves. I just I I like I like messing around with Andrew. Um anyway, so like it brings into play a a, a level of negativity that even if they Lose to the Cavs in the four or five. I'm not. Then again, if they get to the four or five and they lose to the Cavs, and Donovan Mitchell has a great series, that might be the worst. <laughs> that that actually might be the worst narrative. I just don't like the idea of them like backing into the playoffs and like limping into the playoffs and then losing a first round series like that. To me, that would probably leave the the worst taste in my mouth. I like the idea of them going in. Winning one or two more big games down the stretch, getting that five seed that, that we know that they want. And then, you know, just playing a competitive first round series and then whatever happens, happens. Um, I understand I'm going on this big rant and that's not really what you're asking. You're just asking, like, is it possible we just have a
1: better chance of beating Boston than the Cavs? Um, Man, that Boston team might be fracturing before our eyes, but they are also...
2: I there are things specifically about the Cavs matchup that I like. And I like that they do have their perimeter defense is a little leaky. Um, I like that they have a hiding spot in the starting lineup. That's a big... We just spent the first 15 minutes of the show talking about how teams targeting Brunson, well, guess who's the one team that can't do that? It's Cleveland. Because they just don't have... I mean, Karis LeVert? Okay. I kind of welcome that. I I would love to see them try to run their offense through Karis LeVert and not Donovan Mitchell and, and Darius Garland. And by the way, I think, you know, Benji said it, like, Brunson has to be better. I think Brunson is capable of like defending Darius Garland. You know? I think he's up for that challenge. Um... I don't know. I mean, it's a tough, it's an interesting question. It really is.
3: It's an interesting question. All that said, if you get the five seed, you get the five seed to me. Can I add something to this, please? Please. Yeah. So let me say this as a New York Mets fan. You do not want to have, I blew, my team blew an X game lead with X games well, to play. They're a two and a half game lead they were up four with ten to play, is what I'm saying. That becomes the narrative. We blew a four game lead with ten no, games they were, to play. Hold on. They were up four on the heat with ten to play. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, if he's they just were, saying fall they've down, they've never got up to more to than two and a half on six. So if that's what you're saying, that's different. My point is to I'm emphasizing your point that you don't want to erase any of the good juju that you've built. Yeah. And if you go from five to six because you blew a four game lead on Miami Whoa. with tend to play sure. you avoid that that Donovan Mitchell matchup. We're also, you know, we're
2: also not even talking about the doomsday scenario, which is they fall to seven and somehow either don't make it out of the plan or like lose a play in game and then they get to eighth and then they get smoked by the bus Like yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. Um but yeah I don't I'm not talk about that.
3: And to true statements which Pat Riley, Avi is distracting. Um, for those on YouTube, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, to put some people's minds at ease that might be looking at the ledge or ready to jump out the window, whatever. Um, Miami is a much different road team than they are a home team, especially this season. Five of their final eight games are on the road. So, not to if, if that puts any ease that you find. I just this is a team that lost in Chicago this weekend, and Pat Beverly went on a 14-0 run. Shout out Sean with the W for pointing that out. They needed all forty eight minutes to beat a tanking Detroit Pistons team on the road this weekend. You're you're right. And the next two teams they play. By the way, they play
2: Brooklyn on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The next two teams they play after that. Well, they play to, in Toronto. Toronto's still fighting, and Toronto's in playing position. So Toronto's going to be playing that game to win. So that is a tough game. Then they come to us. Then they play Dallas at home. Dallas lost tonight. Who the hell knows what's going on there? Here are the next three, though. At Detroit, at Philly, at Washington. So Washington, I don't know if I've been paying attention to Washington. Uh, Washington went bye-bye to this season. Yeah, they, they're, like, we're, we're, they're the Portland Blazers of 2023. Which, yeah. by the way, is good for us because guess who we played on the stretch? We played mm-hmm. Washington. Um and Detroit, I mean, they're going to be playing you and me by the time that game happens. It's the one The one game is the Philly game. And the my worry about Philly, even three games, even, uh, sorry, the third to last game of the season, I, I don't know what situation Philly is going to be in in terms of we got this Harden injury now. If, you know, Embiid, they, you never know. Is there a back, like, are they going to arrest him? Is it some, a, a little nick where they're like, we'd rather have Embiid healthy going into the playoffs? So it's like, all of a sudden, you're looking at that Miami game, Miami Philly game, and you're like, shit, the, the Heat better lose that game. Because other than that, what game do you really feel great about them losing? Again, if we take care of business against Miami in New York next week, we don't have to talk about any of this. But there's a lot of pressure on that game. That's my. That was the point I made after the last
3: game. It's the point I'm making now. 15 and 21 on the road with a negative 2.6 net rating okay. for the season. L- uh, then listen. I'm be, trying to provide some some uh, soothing, calm statistics that will help people I, feel better tonight. I, I will be rooting like hell for the Raptors mm-hmm. before that
2: next game. I'll say that. I agree. Okay.
3: What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie and protein plus meals on the menu each week prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are already quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first buy. Again, that's Factormeals.com slash Filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Kevin, what's going on, Kev? Uh, the defense has to be better, yes.
2: And I'm worried about the standings. But well, we got buzzsawed to death by two straight teams and two straight bad whistles. Get them tomorrow. Yeah. I, I um, oh, forgot about the whistle in the Minnesota game. Um, Yeah. I mean again, it's a resilient team. You get the Minnesota game, Torrey and Prince, as Andrew said, it's the most efficient game in NBA history. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it
1: happens. Um, you understand this game. You lost to a good team on the road that wanted it, and Jimmy
2: Butler was on one. Go into Orlando tomorrow. Not saying it's going to be easy. Go win that game.
1: That's all. Go win that game.
2: Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? Thank you, as always, my man. The rest were atrocious in the fourth. If only we could challenge. <laughs> uh, Grimes should have been in in the fourth, refusing to run any offense through RJ. Killed them. I don't... Again, I, I have... like This is my only pushback, Danny, on this one. They scored 120 points tonight against a team that gives up the fewest points in the league. So... To say that like offense was the problem, I understand the offense was not perfect. I understand there were stretches where they did not score baskets, but like I, I just it's it's tough for me to you know to 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 be too harsh on that. We've talked about the Grimes heart thing again. I think it's valid. I think that's at least valid. the the heart the the RJ thing is more. For me, it's more big picture. Like you look up and RJ had the game that he did and he took only 13 shots. And on this, by the same token, I want to, as I did before, I want to praise him for that, for like continuing to play within himself and not forcing the issue. And like, look, and this is kind of where I'm struggling. We talk about RJ a lot and we're like, man, if he could just eliminate, eliminate those three, four, five just awful decisions and then you, you, look up tonight and you're like, okay, he had one bad turnover and I don't think he had any bad shots. So is it the fact that he was just picking and choosing his spots? And again, I have to go back and rewatch the fourth quarter. I'm sure there were possessions where he either didn't touch the ball or he didn't, wasn't meaningfully involved in the offense. And I know that's what you're focusing on here. So I'm not saying you're wrong, but the fact that we, we aren't looking at like he had five assists and three turnovers. Okay. Okay. But you'll take that from R.J. anytime. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Defense is the issue. And the refereeing was bad. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, back-to-back games. Brunson was hunted. It feels like the playbook to exploit the Knicks defense is out. Yeah, Benji talked about it. They have to to solve it, and Brunson needs to be better. Both things. And it's also a little bit matchup stuff, but also like... If if Gabe Vincent's the one cooking you now, the Vincent st- like the the Vincent step back is like look again as Benji said if Vincent's gonna do that that it, that's fine, it's the other stuff and Benji had another tweet about this a few minutes ago which I'll I'll retweet now but like there's stuff you live with and then there's stuff you you don't live with and this st- and the difference between eliminating the stuff that you can't live with and dealing with the stuff that you can live with that's the difference between wins and losses
1: in games like this. So, yeah. And before I read Hamdi's comment, this is quite a stat. The Knicks
2: have allowed 57% overall shooting and 57% three-point shooting in consecutive games. They're the first team to do that since the Pistons in January of 2010. Before that, it hadn't been done since 1993, and that was a different era. The Sixers allowed seven of 10 three-point shooting and then (laughs) four-four. Um... Also Randall had some complaints about the uh officiating in this game. Okay, uh Hamdi M, the Heat are a frustrating team to play. Yeah, it's cuz they're good. Uh they draw fouls and they uh defensively they're very have very active hands. Ugh. Yeah. Um I'm retweeting what what Benji said which is my point here. Um yeah, they're a tough matchup. I always think they're a tough matchup. I I I was texting um Jeff, uh, earlier, t- Frank Barrett uh, on Twitter over at the Strickland earlier tonight. And uh, I was just like, how, is this team, how does this team have the record they have? You know, how are they not better? And I think that, one, they don't always shoot like this. And again, that's part of the Knicks defense. But I think it's also a big part of the fact they just haven't shot very well this year. Uh, Lowry's coming off the bench. He was starting for a lot of this year, and he's been bad. Or he had been bad. He's better now. Um, and like, frankly, I don't know that Jimmy, like, I don't know, does Jimmy bring this level every night? I think he kind of does, but I think he had something extra tonight, you know? Like, they just played really well. Thanks, Andy. Dom, the dentist, in order of reasons, we lost one defense, two poor play by our stars, three refs, four refs, five refs. I like it. Yeah. I, again, I, I like the Brunson thing. Like, again, Brunson had. 21, 21 or 26 points on 16 shots. Like it's tough to 25 points on 16 shots. It's tough to say that's a poor game from him for as much. Uh, we're just not used to the turnovers. And the, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of like point guards and lead ball handlers in this league where they look up and they had five, they have five turnovers. And you don't bat an eyelash. Then again, those guys are also making stuff happen in terms of like, Throwing throwing guys open and what like that Brunson doesn't do either. So like from that perspective, it really was a, a poor game in that specific area. Uh, Randall was, it was just not a good game for Randall. So yeah, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? I was worried about this going in. I hope they tighten up the defense for Orlando. They're all must wins remaining now. Great gr- Grimes game, good RJ game. Uh, I I would say great RJ game and and great Grimes game. Both of them
1: I thought played great. Um, I don't know who my third star is going to be tonight that's going to be interesting <sighs> my, my, Michael Brunson
2: I mean I, I, I diverted course yesterday I gave all six or two days ago I gave all six stars to Julius I might split them evenly between Barrett and Grimes Kevin Danishevsky, positive note I kept the receipts on the Quentin Grimes hate that, that was always ridiculous that was always ridiculous. Kevin, uh, you, you you, and I both know Quentin Grimes is going to be good. He is good. He's, he's going to be and he's going to keep getting better. So Ed Paolo, what's going on, Ed? Refs absolutely horrendous. RJ being guarded by Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry and we didn't take advantage. Again, could he have shot more shots? Absolutely. Did they leave a little bit on the table there? Yes. Still scored 120 points. It's not why he lost. Alex, uh maybe one more nice glass of scotch, John. No, I'll do fine with one tonight. If I if they won the game, I probably would have given me, myself a refill. I'm more I'm more the person that drinks when they're drinks more when they're happy, not when they're not happy, which probably good thing being a Knicks fan. So yeah, just just one glass tonight. Thanks, Alex. Uh Dom, what's going on, Dom? Uh don't get discouraged, Dom. I'm gonna say that before I even read your comment. Just one tonight. Is it time to be concerned about our defense for the playoffs or wait and see if it's Swiss cheese versus Orlando and Houston? Back to bed, depressed again, this freaking
1: team. Um, well, look. They. I think it's a little bit. I mean, look. It, my, Orlando's solid. They are
2: not Miami. And. They have a guy in L. Fultz who has been playing the best ball of his career. He's top twenty points three times in the last seven games. Um, had his a career high, I believe, against the Clippers, who are not a great defensive team either right now. Um,
1: but he doesn't shoot it from outside. He doesn't shoot it. So, you know, you should be. That said.
2: The freaking magic are huge. They put a lot of size out there, even though Bull Bull's not in the rotation anymore right now. Like that'll be a test, but like, even if they come out and they do play defensively or or defend better against those two teams, I'm not going to be like, oh, the defensive issues are solved. I still think whoever they play in the playoffs is going to, you know, have a say. They, but if they come out and they defend poorly against Orlando and Houston. And I don't want to say, God forbid, they lose one of those games because, like, again, I, I'm, that game tomorrow is going to be tough. Um, But, yeah, you better defend well in those two games. Show something better than you did the last two. Helmer Pacheco. What's going on, Helmer? We just had our first taste of the playoffs. And the Knicks have shown they lacked playoff intensity and emotional intelligence. Who stepped up when Brunson and Randall got pressed on defense? Um, so again, it it's not about someone stepping up. It's just about playing, like being smart, playing on a string, not
1: overhelping. Brunson being better, you know, all that sort of stuff. I, I don't,
2: I don't know that I watched a team tonight that lacked intensity. I thought they were plenty intense. Um, I mean, they had a lead on the road in the fourth quarter, you know. Like they, the, the refs didn't help them, and the team made a lot of shots and they defended poorly. I didn't feel like intensity was an issue and emotional intelligence. I don't know where you're getting that from, quite frankly. Um, I know Randall got a tech. It's not great, but I, I think they're, I think they're pretty emotionally intelligent. I think, I, I, I think you should go watch some other teams around the league, even good ones, and get back to me on the emotional intelligence thing. I think this team has been pretty emotionally intelligent tonight and throughout the season. Thanks, Helmer. Uh Hank Hootenboss, please put Randall in a Jalen trade. Oh, my God. One night after the man scores 57 points, we want to put him in a Jalen Brown trade? Uh, no, thank you. Next. Ben, what's going on, Ben? How are you, my man? Uh, we lose when we get less than 11 offensive rebounds. That's the key to our game. And both Miami and Minnesota exploited it. Hashtag 47 wins. Hashtag thanks, Cap. Um, I completely agree. Offensive. But here's the weird thing, right? Is like the last Miami game to a certain extent, but even this game, like I don't know what their effective field goal percentage was in this game, but I guarantee you the Knicks effective field goal percentage tonight with 51% overall and 40% from deep is much better than their season average. The reason the offensive rebounding is so, so important is because they miss like they don't make a lot of shots. So that's why that's important. The low turnovers is important and why getting to the free throw line is important. The thing that I think is the bigger issue against Miami and look, the Knicks took 25 free throws tonight and the heat took 26. So it was one free throw difference. That said, Randall said it after
1: the game, he got to the line one time, which in his estimation was not good enough. Like, they're clearly comfortable playing a certain way. Now,
2: 16 turnovers, that is a problem. Um, So like if you're not going to get offensive rebounds, which they didn't really get tonight, they only got nine and you're going to turn the ball over. That's two of the boxes they usually check. So even though you checked the effective field goal percentage box tonight, and even though you got to the line a decent amount, but probably not as much as you could have. So you checked like one and a half boxes tonight, like, you know, that's not that's not great. And yet, and yet, and yet, they scored 120 points. Defense. Defend better. Thanks, Ben. Philly J, what's going on, Philly? We're the ones who are up two on the six seed with eight to go. That's a tested squad. Thank you. Big picture, guys. Um, focus on the playoffs and the Cavs. Let's pick our
1: heads up, please.
2: Yeah, I mean... I, Again, it's the PTSD. It's strong. I get it. I get it. I get it. They're in a good spot. You'd rather be the Knicks than any of the teams that are chasing the Knicks. You just got to take care of business down the stretch starting tomorrow. I'm not saying tomorrow is a must win game. Not saying that. But that would go a long way to settling things down, shall we say.
1: Alex with another one. Are
2: we sure Brunson is healthy? He looks bad on defense and offense. Again, I gotta push back on you there, Alex. I get he turned the ball over five times tonight, one of which was on a um a charge call. So like four like traditional turnovers and then and then that. It, 25 points on 16 shots is pretty good. Like I, I thought he looked good. You know, I mean, a couple of the I mean I I actually think what did he he was what did he shoot from three? Two was six from three. So from two-point range, he was eight of 10. He made eight of 10 twos. <laughs> I, I think he's okay. Um, Defensively, he just needs to be better. Now, granted, is it a different test on your body defensively than offensively? And maybe he's favoring
1: the foot defensively? That, I think, is fair. That's fair. Um.
2: Is that like a matter of like, I don't want to injure myself before the playoffs and I'll turn it on when I need to? That would be my guess. But who knows? So I guess you're you're not off base. I just. To me, it it was. It threw me off like he looks bad on offense and he was again, he's a six foot guard that was eight of ten from inside the arc. Um Juneau, what's going on Juwan? I wish I had one of those men in black thingies to block this game from my memory. Ah, come on, it wasn't that bad. I hate losing to the heat I'm not panicking though as I suggest all of you not do as well. We're fine. Yep. I'm here for that energy. It's a it's a loss. Losses all stink, but you know. Roll with the punches, right? Zach, what's going on, Zach? Zach Horowitz. I think I have to stop watching the Heat games. It's not really basketball. The amount of insane offensive foul calls on New York while Miami moving screens, every every possession is unreal. What a joke game. Let's go, Knicks.
1: Miami has figured out a way to get the refereeing that benefits them. And I think... I don't know if it's something that they practice, something that they
2: preach down there, hashtag heat culture, whatever it is. I don't know if Pat Riley's paying off all the reps. Um, no, but I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I
1: I do think like they, there's a reason they get these calls.
2: It's 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 kind of a play style thing. And I, I, I they bring us, I don't know if I want to say it's the mentality and the energy they bring. I do think it's a technique thing, too, uh, with some of the stuff where they're subtle about the things that they do, or subtle enough, at least. I don't know. I get your frustration, Zach. I totally get your frustration, but... I mean, if you want to bring it back to just NBA refereeing being such an imperfect science, because it is, you know? I don't know. It's just not something I usually get worked up about, but tonight was bad. Uh, Ryan, what's going on, Ryan Wong? Uh, I need Mitch to get right for these closing lineups to work. He's the defensive anchor and the offensive rebounds are crucial for ISO ball. God, I hate the heat. Um, yeah, I mean, Mitch did get four offensive boards tonight, we should say. Um, so that's, you know, it's I mean, it's not bad. Uh, you'd like him to get more, but he's also playing Bam Adebayo. Uh, I,
1: was he great tonight? No, I, I, and I agree with Benji to me it was the the pick and roll defense that was the biggest culprit for sure so yeah